Welcome to Open to Explore, the FBC Athens podcast featuring conversations at the intersection of faith and life. I'm your host, Frank Granger, Minister of Christian Community. If you had the opportunity to take God to dinner, where would you choose to go? And what would you choose for your topic of conversation with God? These and other questions are discussed in our Fall 2022 podcast series featuring conversations about church, God, and the pandemic. These one-on-one conversations are rich with stories, inspiration, discoveries, and surprises. Today's podcast features my conversation with David Braid. Listen as we explore some of the intersections of faith and life. That today joining me is Dave Braid, and I'm really glad to have a conversation with you, David. Welcome. And I'm uh, looking forward to that too. Very um, good. So. Becky is your wife. Yeah, Becky is my wife, and uh, we moved here in March of 2012. We moved from Rochester, New York. That's a long way from Athens, Georgia. Yep. Now, I can understand moving to a place that's warmer in the wintertime especially, but what brought you from Rochester, New York to Athens, yeah. Georgia? Our daughter and uh, son-in-law uh, used to live in Oconee County. Uh, they now live in Heard County near Franklin, Okay, uh, which is about a couple hours for us. So that's why we came here. And uh, we came here when they had their, their babies and helped them. And it was not hard to come out of Rochester in January. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> Which is when they had their babies. You tend to go back up to New York in the summertime. Yes, we do. Um, our son and uh, his wife uh, and their family, two girls and a boy, uh, they live in Rochester, New York. His wife, Laura, is a high school chemistry teacher Okay. in Gates Chile, which is near Rochester. So, yeah, we go up there, see them, and then we usually will spend the summers uh, in Canada uh, when we can. But this last summer w- was probably two or three years from when we were able to go. Okay, so during the pandemic. You were right. not, not yeah, really we, able to go. We were not able to go. The border was, the Canadian border was closed, and it really didn't open until uh, last fall. So this was our first summer in a long time. One thing that I wanted to start with is about your religious experience as a child, an adolescent. Mm-hmm. What was your spirituality like growing up and Okay, your orientation with church? Okay. I actually grew up uh, Methodist um, in uh, Northeast Ohio, and uh, we lived there. And then uh, after you know college, Becky and I got married, and then uh, we uh, eventually moved to Rochester, New York. Oh, I think it was probably in 1974, maybe, something like that. So I worked there for 32 years or so. Uh, Eastman Kodak, and uh, then we, uh, you know, came down here. So it was, uh, it was great. So did you continue on in a Methodist church when you all got married? Um, no, actually, um, when we 
when we were in Rochester, New York, we we joined a uh, Disciples of Christ uh, slash UCC uh, church. Okay. And um, we were there for quite a long time as our kids were growing up, and uh, and we attended and uh, were very active in that church, uh, both spiritually, uh, as, you know, elders and stuff like that at the time, and and then, uh, you know, eventually, you know, we stayed there until we basically came down here. Very good. What was your church of your childhood, your Methodist okay. church? What the was Meth- that church like? The Methodist church was, uh, you know, we generally attended just kind of special services, generally around holidays and things like that, um, is how we practiced at that point. Um, I was actually more active in the church in in uh, Rochester than I was uh, in the Methodist church. I grew up in church, and it was every time the doors were open, we were there. Yep. Uh, and sometimes even when the doors were not open, we were there doing something. That was my experience and mm-hmm. being really involved. You all attended mostly with special events and Holidays yeah, yeah. As as I was growing up, that's generally what we did. And um, then, like I said, when we moved to uh, Rochester, that's when I really became more active in uh, the Disciple Church and the UCC Church there. So the Disciples and UCC Church, they're both congregational. Correct. In their polity, so that would have some similarities, they, you they, know, with our roots. Right. They are similar. It's It's pretty much... It probably practices more the disciple of Christ Church uh, traditions, uh, communion every Sunday, and uh, you know other things. So why did you come to this church? How did you land here? Okay, there were probably a couple of reasons. Uh, uh, certainly, the music is what drew you know Becky and me both um, to this. I mean, obviously, I don't sing in the choir, but you know I've played the trumpet before here and. Uh, and I've enjoyed that. And the other part was at the time we were, you know, because we had attended a couple of other churches, but this this church was just embarking on a visioning process. And for me, that really says a lot about the the church being very active and trying to find new things. I remember that visioning process. So that was a draw for you. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, that's really what drew us to this church. And we attended, you know, once, and then that was that was all we needed. Interesting. And yeah. so were you, all, you all participated in the lunches with the oh, yeah. conversations oh, as yeah. well? Yeah, definitely. Yes. 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 Very good. I guess that gives you a, a sense of feeling of having a little stock in the church doesn't it it does it does oh, yeah no no doubt about it that was uh, you know that was a big big draw for us too and and obviously then once you're here you know you get to know people and it, it was just uh, a great place for us what differences or similarities do you experience here from your other two um, churches in life you know, I would say that this church uh, is much more uh, active trying to uh, do different things. 
Um, there's always an opportunity for mission things. There's always an opportunity for, you know, musical things, too, for us. So that, to me, is what really, really make, makes the difference for us. Very good. Yeah, we like the church a lot. Well, we like you here. <laughs> Very much have enjoyed you being a part of the congregation here. I want to ask you about one of your favorite Bible stories or Bible mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. What would be one that you would put on the list? I mean, to be quite honest with you, I mean, for me, and it's, you know, it's, it's Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, and it's about love, um, oh. oddly enough. But that is clearly one of the things that uh, really speaks to me. And, you know, it speaks to Becky and me both. You know, this is our year of celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So, any big plans? No, no. I mean, we, we had a lot of, we had some time in Canada with each of our families. Um, Good. Joined us there. And uh, so we were able to do some things there, which uh, was uh, great for us. Very good. Well, congrats again. Yeah, thanks. But that that has a lot to do with what, you know, what we, what I believe anyways about love. Yeah. And I think, you know, certainly that's one that's used a lot of times in weddings and things like that. But still, I it just really speaks to me a lot. Uh, chapter 13 in First mm-hmm. Corinthians. And I've used it in weddings, even though it really is written for the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's applicable. Yep. It's applicable in so many ways of our life, I think. Yes. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, just thinking about other people instead of yourself, I think, is a big part of what that speaks to me. Do you have a favorite Bible character by chance? No, not not so much right now. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I obviously we do different Bible studies and those help us a lot. Yeah. And certainly the Sunday school lessons and things like that do too. Very good. If you had the opportunity to take God to dinner, hmm. where would you take God to go eat? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean that's interesting you know it's uh you know our favorite restaurants certainly are in in the Watkinsville area but uh you know Garasoli's is probably the the one for us that we like a lot but you know I would certainly you know do that or I would invite uh, a god into our home and and uh cook for him very nice what would you like the topic of conversation to be? Um, really about how I could grow more. Um, that to me, to me, that would be the, the, the real question for God in particular would be, uh, how could I grow more? I would love to come along for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just uh, one of those things that just means so much to me and uh, I, that would be, uh, I think, the most uh, enjoyable evening. So what's your uh, signature dish that you would serve? <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, I mean, for me, I tend to grill things out, but, uh, you know, it would be either flank steak type stuff or yeah. salmon type stuff, you know. Uh, uh, those, those would be the go-to things for us. Oh, maybe a little surf and turf. Yeah, huh? right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
those would be the things I think. Sounds so, like that would be a really good evening. Yeah. A really good yeah, evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely would be. We mentioned the pandemic and how that interrupted your typical summer travel. Yes. Uh, thinking yeah. about the pandemic, it's such a marker point mm-hmm. uh, in our lives and, I mean, for the whole world, but in our experience as well, many challenges that we faced and that other people faced and had to adapt to uh, with those challenges. We mm-hmm. also made a lot of discoveries. Yes, uh, and we continue to hear about some of those things. I mean, for us, obviously, learning how to wear a mask was was a big part of it, <laughs> and uh, and certainly doing the you know remote church thing for a long time. Yeah, um, was uh, something that we did for sure, and you know did a lot of jigsaw puzzles and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, sitting around trying to pass the time, but yeah, it was uh, really. You know, just being homebound because normally we don't spend summers at home. Yeah, you're and on the go. Yeah. What kind of discoveries did you make out of that? Um, you know, for us, um, I, I guess it was, you know, doing uh, grocery shopping. You know, uh, certainly masking up and trying to go at different times that were, you know, where there weren't a lot of people. And you know, we did more around the house. Uh, you know, outside and stuff like that, which I liked on. Yeah. And um, so we did those kinds of things. But it was, I don't know. I mean, it was obviously you, you learn about all the vaccine stuff eventually. And, you know, you start doing those things too. And so I think that was uh, certainly the learnings for us anyways about what that was what that was like. We really did have to learn to adapt to all kind of different circumstances and different patterns. Yes, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, it was just a whole lot, a uh, whole lot different for us that way. Any things and that you continue now in a new way that because of the pandemic that you changed your habits? Um, you know, we still do jigsaw puzzles. I mean, that's the. <laughs> I guess we do that, but you know, not not so much anything else. I mean, you know, the grocery shopping thing is, uh, you know, you still do that. You notice, you know, a lot of people still wearing masks, and yeah, um, so I do kind of understand that. But I guess, you know, other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot that we necessarily would do. Um, I think we travel more. I mean, during the pandemic, though, I do remember a situation in Rochester when we went there during the pandemic. Yeah. And we ended up having to, New York State required you to quarantine. And so we quarantined in a hotel for four days. We got wow. tested here, and then yeah. we then we had to get tested there. Then we could see our daughter and son-in-law. Then you could see family. Yeah, family. Yeah, right. Because uh, I mean that was the thing that was quite quite different for us. And I mean we had not seen that seen our family in Rochester since oh my goodness it was. The Christmas before, when you were still able to travel and things like that, but uh, so it had been a good full year. Oh yeah, it was it was at least a year, mm. and so that's why we wanted to wanted to go. And also, it wasn't at uh, you know it was kind of in the in the fall, so it wasn't uh, winter time yet. That's good. <laughs> that was sure. I'm sure that was still really hard quarantining in a. Oh, hotel. it was. Oh, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, it was it was difficult for sure. 
because then you're trying to get meals out all the time and yeah. all that too. You know, I mean, it, you did some things there, but mostly it was you know dinners out for sure and bringing stuff back and it was uh, yeah, it was different. So did you just get in the car and ride around some um, to break it up? Yeah, I mean, we we would stay overnight in West Virginia typically when we would go to Rochester. Yeah, to break it up. Yeah. Because it is, you know, almost a thousand miles. So it's a long trip. So it's a, you know, you do five or six hundred a day and that's about it. So it was that the pandemic part of it was uh, was definitely different. Now it's quite different. But yeah. had we not been quarantined, then our, you know, our daughter-in-law would not have been able to go to high school to teach. teach. Yeah. And our our kids, the, the grandkids, would not have been able to go to school for 10 days. They would have had to They quarantine. would have had to quarantine if we didn't. Wow. So that was why we chose to do what we did, and then we could go and not worry about that. I've got some lightning round questions for sure. you. Sure, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> what is the most unusual job you've ever had? Hmm. Um, well, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I, after I graduated college and I had a, a bachelor's in mechanical engineering and, uh, I went to work for a company called Bendix for about a year and a half and it worked designing electrical connectors, which was, you know, not exactly a challenging job. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so you did that. And then that was when I started looking around and looking for a different company. And so that's when I went and worked at uh, Eastman Kodak and started there. And I think it was 74, maybe. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I retired in 2006 from there. So what were the kind of things you did at Eastman Kodak? Uh, I I worked on... uh, I mean, I did some photo processing, uh, color printing kinds of things. And that was what I, I did at first. I designed lamp houses and stuff like that, light sources. Mm. And um, then, you know, did uh, uh, color printers and uh, high-speed color printers uh, where they were, you know, each print is probably a millisecond. So you designed the machines yeah. that the did machines that, that do stuff. those things right fascinating yep and uh you know then i i, I ended up uh, doing some things with the digital uh, world as well and um, did a fair amount of things with that when you retired from eastman kodak was eastman kodak about on the way out well it, it was interesting when i first started there were fifty thousand employees in rochester wow and when I left in 2006, there were probably 10,000 employees. That's a big drop. Big drop. And then, you know, I think uh, over the years uh, that I've kind of followed them, I don't even think they only have probably 5,000 in Rochester. Yeah, the whole camera world's changed quite a bit. It's quite a bit different. I mean, I know that uh, certainly the digital world, I mean, you know, I've worked on cameras uh, or digital cameras that uh, were like digital backs for Nikons and uh, Canons for photo, yeah. photojournalists. And, 
that changed their world big time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, because I can remember stories of when the tanks were rolling in Tiananmen Square in China. And, of course, they were capturing newsworthy events there. Yeah. But it was on black and white film. And so they had these shake things that they used to process the film and then scan them to get them to the, to the uh, source for the newspapers or whatever. So now it was digital, so it was quite fast. Quite fast. Yeah. And, yeah, and mm. instant upload. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, you know, those things were, were uh, definitely uh, part of what we did and uh, part of what we do. So, mm. so that was good. That's a lot of interesting projects you worked oh, on. Oh, yeah, a lot of projects and, you know, a lot of things that, uh, I mean, I, I travel an awful lot with Kodak, too. What places did you travel? Um, well, I was back and forth a year probably every uh, six weeks. And then, uh, you know, to China probably ten times. Because mm. I, I set up some manufacturing and helped you know, the people that work for me helped set up manufacturing in China. And then they did uh, the same kind of setup in uh, Hungary for the European operations. So there, there were a lot of different places that you went in the world, too. That's uh, very interesting things to see. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. You always, I mean, you did a lot of work things, but uh, you also at least had a weekend or something that you could... Uh, enjoy the place that you were at. Now, did Becky ever get to make some of the trips with you? Yeah, she, she went to Europe at least uh, uh, once. In fact, we visited her brother in uh, near Munich in Augsburg. So, you know, we, we saw them, and, uh, you know, she traveled a couple of times to Europe like that. And then uh, uh, she went on what, my last trip to China. Nice. And that was... Uh, that was good because you usually were traveling just after the Chinese New Year. Really? Yeah. It was, so why? So it was in February. So it was. Uh, so they, it's all decorated and all okay. that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's yeah, different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, very different for sure. All right. So with all the places that you have gone, where is one place that you've not traveled to that you want to go to? You know, I, I, I haven't been to Austria at all. Okay. I've been to Switzerland a lot, but uh, not to Austria. So I'd like to do that for sure someday. You know, I, I think that the, at least for European, it's a lot more like, you know, our cultures here. You know, traveling in China, it's quite different. I'm sure. The Asian people are, I mean, they're great, but it's quite different. It's just an entirely different <laughs> kind of culture. It is. Yeah, it is. And the food is different, too. Yeah. Some you like, some you don't like, perhaps. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you learn to eat a lot of different things. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most unusual thing you ate? Oh, wow. Um, probably the most unusual thing I ate were uh, uh, pieces of octopus. And did you like it? No. Okay. <laughs> but, but you do it to save face. Yeah. And that's a big, big piece of what you do there. So those are the things that you ate that were unusual that you know yes. what you were eating. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the rest of it, you, you, you just eat a lot of different parts of chickens and animals and things like that. <laughs> 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 what 
you experience a lot of changes in technology in the world of your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in your lifetime, with the many changes in technology that have occurred, what is the one that you would point out as being most significant? Um, you, you know, to be quite honest with you, it's, uh, it, it's phones. They're like, I mean, my goodness, you know, yeah. you, you live, can't live without them. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're like a mini computer, really, that you're t- carrying around in your hand. Well, I mean, they're more amazing. powerful than the first computer I had. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, they're, uh, yeah. So I, I would say that to me is one of the biggest technology things that has happened. You can make a choice of book, movie, or what you've been streaming lately. But from either a book or a movie or a streaming show, what would you recommend that you've seen or read yeah. lately? I'm, I mean, it's probably streaming things that we look at on the television. I mean, to be honest with you, this uh, this particular program that's on Hulu, it's... Uh, called uh, Murder in the Building. Uh, it's just a funny, funny show. That's uh, Martin and Martin. Yes. Steve Martin. Steve and Martin, Martin and, uh, yeah, right, right. Martin right. Short. Martin Short and then uh, Selena Gomez. That's one that's good. I mean, I guess the movies that we saw, the Top Gun Maverick thing was probably the best movie we've ever seen. Okay. It was just uh, really, really a good movie. We, we watched that one. We enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, it was a good movie for sure. Anything else you want to add? No, I, I guess I guess at this point probably not. So I think we're done. Dave, thanks for joining me today. I very much enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate your time. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. It was great. Imagine sitting face to face with God, sharing a meal and asking, How can I grow more? This is the FBC Athens podcast, Open to Explore, featuring conversations at the intersection of faith and life. Listen next week as another member joins me for conversations about church, God, the pandemic, and more.